Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. I'm Cinnamon Schultz, and I'll be your host this week as we proudly present the first episode in our original series, Kansas City 1924, written by local playwright Forrest Attaway. It's a sweeping tale of a city defining itself with a wide-open culture in wide-open spaces peopled with wide-open spirits. And speaking of spirits, supporting Kansas City Actors Radio Theater as our sponsor for Kansas City 1924 is Tom's Town Distilling Company, downtown Kansas City's first legal distillery since Prohibition, bringing back the roaring 20s in every bottle when the king of Kansas City was boss, Tom Pendergast. He ruled over a city of gamblers, speakeasies, and rule breakers. The Paris of the Plains never missed a drop of gin, bourbon, or vodka. And they still don't. Tom's Town spirits don't just break the rules, they change the game. You can find their vodka, gin, and bourbon at your local liquor store. Tom's Town, the people are thirsty. And I hope you people are thirsty for a fine taste of Kansas City 1924. Here's the first episode. It's called The Ties That Bind. City, 1924. Six years after the Great War, almost half a decade into the prohibition of alcohol in the United States. A city with a future. A city with a past. A city divided by race, religion, and class. A city brought together by music, sports, and possibility. This is Kansas City, 1924. We begin our story at the Royale, one of the many clubs the Mafia has a vested interest in, and where Joe Giovanni conducts daily operations for the family. It's Saturday morning, and Joe is meeting with police captain James Sullivan, while a stranger waits patiently in the wings. Excuse me. Is this a Royale? It is. I'm looking for Joey Giovanni. Is he here? They got a when it comes to those trucks. Yeah, he's here. He's in a meeting. Can I help you? I was told to speak with him directly. I see. Well, wait here. If I see just one piece of cow shit on these streets, I'll reroute every train out of the crossroads directly to the slaughterhouses. <laughs> Understood. Oh, these hicks, Sally. It's like they're still living in the Old West or something. Ah, they're just country people, Joe. They just don't know better. I don't like the smell, Sally. Uh, It smells something terrible. And they all smell like it. In fact, I don't want to see anyone in this club wearing boots. You understand? Joe. Uh, You hear that, Alice? What's that, Joe? No more cowboy boots in this club. Smell up the joint. Well, I'll talk to management, but I'm very sure she's going to say no, because those cowboys spend a lot of money in this club. That's true. In fact, they spend all their money. Is that so? Someone here to see you, Joe. Who's that? I don't know. I've never seen him here before. Uh, Sally, go look into it. You want me to bring him over? Uh, Just go see what he wants. Sit down, Alice. Trying to get ready for tonight, Joe. Oh, lovely, deadly Alice. You can spare a beat or two. (laughs) I insist. How can I be of assistance, Joseph? Now, why would you dissent like that in front of Sally? 
You trust me to run this place, do you not? With my very soul, I trust you to run this place. Then let me run it, Joe. Well... I'll tell you what, Joe. I'll have Mike set up a boot-cleaning station in the alley next to the door. No one gets in the club, we shit on their shoes. Now there's a lot to be done, and it's gonna be a busy night. Alice. Yes, Joe? Are you coming by tonight? I'll have to check my dance card. Oh, no, no. You could always go home to your wife, Joey. Maybe I will. I'm sure she misses you. Here you go, Joe. Yeah, what is this? It's a letter the kid had. So he works for the post office? I told him you were busy. He insisted that I deliver this letter to you. He's still waiting. I can walk him out if you want me to. Mm. Send him over. Have a seat. A stand, thank you, sir. Ooh, have it your way. Sally, do you know who this man is? Well, he doesn't have shit on his shoes. <laughs> no, he doesn't. This is Vincent Esposito. Never heard of him. But you know Mario Esposito, don't you, Sally? Sure. This is his boy. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. You're the butcher's boy. He doesn't like that name. Why don't you go see to the ranchers, Sally? Allow me and young Mr. Esposito a few moments alone. Sure, Joe. Pleasure meeting you, Mr. Esposito. I'll take it we'll have no trouble here in Kansas City during your visit. Not for me, officer. That's fine. Joe, see you tomorrow, then. Thanks, Sally. So, Vincent, how's your father? Look, uh, no disrespect, Mr. Giovanni. I haven't slept in two days. Is that right? I can't sleep on trains. You get you put to bed soon enough, Vincent. I just need to know what I'm in for. I'm not here to start any trouble. According to this letter, you seem to find trouble wherever you go. Your father seems to suggest putting a leash on you. So? So, what? Do I need to put a leash on you? No, sir. Hmm. Doesn't say anywhere in this letter about how long you plan on staying. I don't know. I, uh... Right. Uh, there's a flop room upstairs you can rest and get cleaned up. I'll have Mike set you up at the Monroe for a few nights until we get you situated. Dinner is at eight. I'll have one of the staff lay out a suit for you. Thank you, Mr. Giovanni. Alice! Yes, Joe? Uh, now, she's going to show you to your room upstairs. Best behavior, understand? Alice, this is Vincent. He's going to be visiting us here in Kansas City for a while. We want to make sure he feels welcome. Take him up to number three so he can get cleaned up. Sure thing. And uh, find him a suit. Will do. Do you have any luggage, Vincent? I'm afraid I was in a hurry. I left without packing. How very Spartan of you. Follow me. Has anyone seen my case? My blue trumpet case? Anyone seen it? Hey, Alice. Who's this? He's cute. What's your name, boy? Lacey, get down here now. Who's working tonight? This is you. Wash tub is here. Uh, be careful of the left window. It'll slide shut on you if you don't put a book under it. The right window works fine. You even have a fan. Thank you. Now let me get this right. You don't have any other clothes? I have money. Bully for you. Well, let's get you out of these. I'll have them laundered for you. All of it? Yes, all of it. Take it all off. You look like you just rolled out of a boxcar. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, now, wait a minute. You can't have that up here. What? Your pistol. No guns on the third floor. It's a rule. Give it here. You can pick it up at the bar before dinner. I can have a gun in the main room, but I can't have a gun in my room? Those are the rules. May I ask why? No, you may not. Enlighten me, 
please. Let's just say upstairs is for upstairs business and downstairs is for downstairs business. For the type of business we do upstairs, you do not need a gun, if you're doing it right. But for business in the main room, violence can be a viable option. Now your trousers, please. What if I told you there were some pretty nefarious men after me and I don't feel safe sleeping up here without a gun? Oh, have you figured out how to fire a gun while sleeping, Vincent? Well, no, but... Uh... Then don't worry about it. Entertainers, prostitutes, and guests of the club are the only ones allowed on the third floor. So you have nothing to fear. Now hand me that pistol. Good boy, Vincent. Wash up and rest. Your clean clothes and suit will be right outside this door on the hat hook in a few hours. Welcome to Kansas City. It's the weekend in Kansas City, and as all the clubs buzz with anticipation of the nightlife, we make our way to the West Bottoms and the Livestock Exchange, the second largest cattle operation in America, and it runs like a newly wound clock. At the reins is Sheila Pritchett. Everyone calls her Ma. Now, Tom, you tell those boys they're gonna have about six hours to get those animals out of those boxes. Watered and fed and reboxed on the northern line. And they can start at first light, but that engine rolls out at noon. Now, I know that's not ideal, but it is the hand we are dealt at this given time, and we have to play it the best we can. Yes, ma'am, Miss Pritchett. Oh, and Tom. Yes, ma'am. You inform Colonel Wesley. I expect to see him in person before he heads back to Fort Worth. Yes, ma'am. And tell those boys it better be a short night tonight. If I'm here at daybreak, they better be sober and ready to work. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, and uh, Captain Sullivan's here to see you. As if my day was getting any better. Well, let the good constable in, would you, dear? Yes, ma'am. Captain Sullivan. Lady Pritchett, the Lord keep you. One can only pray that he does. How can I help you, Sully? New city ordinance, ma. I feel I am up to date on city ordinances. This here is a police ordinance, ma. Is that so? Well, what have you club boys in blue drawn up now to ensure the well-being of our fair community? <laughs> I want to make sure I'm reading this right. This is a no-shit ordinance. To preserve the health and aesthetic of our growing city, Cattle may only move through the city by way of truck and trailer. It is fourth and fourth. Sully, do you even know how many cattle we run through the city week in and week out? Where would I even find that many trucks? Not to mention the time it would take to load them into the trucks and unload them and only to load them into stable cars. We work on a very precise clock round here, and this ordinance is not at all helpful, and I'm fairly sure it's illegal. Well, the city police will be enforcing it as of tomorrow, I'm afraid. This Tuesday, I have over 700 head on a cattle drive coming in from the Ohio Valley. Where am I supposed to find enough trucks? You're allowed to rent them from the city. From the city, huh? 
Am I gonna find little Joey Giovanni's name anywhere in these rental contracts? I'm not sure what contracts Mr. Giovanni does or does not hold with the city. Maybe he has the contracts to wash all your police uniforms. I wouldn't know. And in turn, you wash his hands in all these sidewalk dark dealings and blood poisoning. Uh, to be fair, Ma Pritchard, Mr. Giovanni and his business holdings have been a big supporter of the police as well as the community. You forget your footing, sir. This here city was not built on gambling, prostitution, and illegal liquor. No, sir, it was built on cattle. And those cattle happen to shit when they walk. And if you and the club boys in blue decide to enforce this little ordinance, that is if I get fined even one red cent, I will bury you in shit. Do you understand? Now look here. I will pick this whole operation up and move it west to Lawrence. Make no mistake, Sullivan. I have kept my mouth shut and let you boys play your stupid games for far too long. But now you dare to interfere with mine? One red cent, Sullivan. I mean it. Now go back and tell your little lover boy, Joey Giovanni, to keep his greedy little fingers out of my west bottoms. And if that doesn't scare him, you tell him how big my stick is. Now, if you'll excuse yourself, unlike you, I have real work to do. I hope the rest of your day is productive. Go with God. Tom, get in here! Yes, ma'am! I need you to light a fire under Colonel Wesley. You tell him I need to see him immediately. You tell him... You tell him there is a storm coming. Exchange sits streets away from what was considered the wettest mile in America in 1924. Full of ranch hands and sugar spirits, camping and spending their earnings on any trace of a good time. And in Kansas City, all the dreams were on 12th Street. From the bottoms to the top and back to vine and poke salad, all were welcome. Unlike other cities in 1924, Kansas City honored prohibition the way they honored all other ideas from the East. If integrity was a lifeboat, well, then 12th Street was the Atlantic. However, our new guest at the Royale, a one Mr. Vincent Esposito, is awakened by a voice, a voice outside his window. And when he sees her for the first time in her slip in the waning sunlight, he says nothing. She is a mystery. What he doesn't know is that she and her brother George are headlining the club tonight. What's wrong with you? I was just curious. My heart nearly jumped out of my mouth, thank you very much. Didn't mean to scare you, miss. Like I said, I was just wondering where that pretty song was coming from. You're so curious you don't put a shirt on? Where are your clothes? To be honest, I'm not sure where my clothes are. They took them to be washed, but I couldn't tell you where they wash them. So you're just leaning out the window in the raw? In the raw. Butt naked? Butt naked and more. You're okay with that? I'm okay with it if you're okay with it. What makes you think I'm okay with it? I apologize. G give me a moment. I'll wrap a sheet around me. Not having any intention of offending you, Miss. I 
you go. I don't even know your name. I didn't even think to ask your name. So, uh, what's your, uh... Hey, hey, wait now. Hey, where are you going? I'm going back inside. Well, now, hold on a minute. Why? So more naked men can get their jollies watching me rehearse? I'm the only naked one here, and I'm not naked anymore. Well, not much naked. Well, bye. Vincent. What did you say? I said Vincent. My name is Vincent. Congratulations. Come now, that's not fair. What's so unfair, Vincent? I just want to talk. Is that all you want? <laughs> now don't leave. Take your foot off that window ledge. I don't know what you expect from me. I'm, I'm just in there resting and suddenly a voice like a dream but as real as life itself takes me from my sleep. I make my way to this window and there you are, like some sort of angel on my balcony. Mm. Angel, huh? Your voice, I mean. Well, this ain't no balcony. This here is a fire escape. Well, I can see now that it is a fire escape and indeed not a balcony. For a moment, I felt like Romeo wandering to Juliet's garden. That's a Shakespeare reference. Oh, I'm aware of the reference. I'm just taken aback by your audacity, trying to cover me in honey like I'm a cookie or a biscuit. Not my intention. Most certainly was. Why are you busting me up so bad? Oh, Vincent, you're doing a good job of that all by yourself. Bye now. Can I at least get your name? No. Now, please, just a name. What is the harm in that? I don't want you to know my name because I don't want you thinking about me. Well, it's too late for that, so you might as well tell me your name. You're pretty enough. You're going to do well enough around here without me, Vincent. What if I can guess it? You think you can guess my name? I'd like to try. Well, go ahead, then. If I guess it, you have to have a drink with me. I'm no man's prize. Never in a million years would I agree with that. Mm. No drink, but I'll let you talk to me. Fine. You only get three guesses. Three? How's that fair? Two. No, 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 no. Three's fine, but I want a hint. Fine. One hint, but only three guesses. I'll take it. All right, Vincent. You like Shakespeare? I do. Do you know a lot of it? Uh, some. My name appears in one of Shakespeare's plays. That's not fair. He wrote over a hundred plays. He did not. Well, can you narrow it down? Where's the fun in that? How much time do I have? Why? So you can go ask somebody. I wouldn't do that. I'll leave it to fate. Do you see that black and yellow bird on the wire just there? I do. I leave when it leaves. Can I have another hint? It's a play you know. <laughs> How could you possibly know all the Shakespeare plays I know? Mm. You don't seem too bright. Well, now wait, I... Oh, uh, of course, of course. Romeo and Juliet, you know that I know. Right, well, please tell me your name is Juliet. Strike one. Really? There are not any more women in that play. Who said it was the name of a woman? So you, you have a man's name? Oh, Vincent. What is in a name? Uh, Romeo, Tybalt, Mercutio? Tick-tock, Vincent. Wait, 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 wait. The girl. The, uh, the girl that scorned Romeo. What's her name? What is her name? Can you remember? It's Rosalind. Your name is Rosalind. Hmm. Well, I'm impressed. But alas, that is not my name, and the bird has absconded, so... So I can't see you. That's what you're saying. Are you coming to the show tonight? I'll be at dinner with Mr. Giovanni. Well, then, 
you will see me. Goodbye, Vincent. Goodbye. Without your Where you been, girl? Just warming up. I need you to do something for me. What's that? I need you to hold this. Not just hold it. I, I need you to hide it. Georgie, where did you get all this money? Never mind that. Just find a safe place for it. This is great. This is more than enough to pay your marker. Except I'm not paying that marker. Georgie, no. This here money is for us, girl. We're going to clear out of this city and make our way to Chicago. Georgie, no. Just, just pay off the debt. Things are happening now, little sister. And if we don't hit it... We're going to be the snake's hips. Georgie, we can make that money again. Or we can go to Chicago now. After that, New York. You're off the rails, Georgie. Do you trust me? What are you going to tell Daddy? We'll write Daddy as soon as we get settled. I don't know. Think about it. Chicago, all those lights. We got lights here. The music. We're making music here. But there's nowhere to go here. We're on the roof, little sister, and all we can do now is fall off. We got no guarantee in Chicago. We're finally making real money here, and, and you want to walk? We are never going to get pressed here. That's the real money. We can press here. There are studio rooms here. There ain't no distribution out of this town. There is, though. Not like Chicago. Not like New York. This is our home, Georgie. You're right. And there ain't nobody ever made their mark just staying in their backyard. I don't know. Girl, who do you think I'm doing this for? You think this is about me? You got to know better than that. I'm just saying pay off the debt. Pay off the debt and, and we can go next year after we raise the money again. Now is our shot, baby sister. Those people in Chicago want to hear you sing. They need to hear you sing. I don't like it. These people you owe, they got people everywhere. Chicago, too. We change our names. We only play the color clubs. Those potatoes won't step foot on the south side. Daddy is going to kill you. Can't kill us if we're already gone. What do you mean, us? You got a frog in your pocket? This is a good move for us. It's reckless, Georgie. It's time, Rosie. It's time. At night at the Royale, the liquor and music flow like the Missouri River after a thunderstorm. Laughter hangs in the air like a harvest moon, and Vincent Esposito has overslept. Dinner was at eight, Vincent. No disrespect, Mr. Giovanni. I must have been more tired than I realized. Uh, sit down, sit down, Vincent. You're right on time. You know Alice? Hello, Vincent. Yes, of course. Thanks for the suit. Looks sharp on you. Try not to be late again, Vincent. I won't. <laughs> Easy, Alice. He is here on holiday, after all. No excuse. I apologize again. That's the score. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a bar to run. And now, coming to the stage, my beautiful sister, Rose. Rose. You're going to love this girl. Whew. She's got it for sure. Thanks for the suit, Mr. Giovanni. Holiday! <laughs> That's you, Vincent. Vincent Holiday. Holiday. If anyone comes around and asks about you, you are Vinnie Holiday. 
I'm here to work, Mr. Giovanni. You're here until your father sends for you. Mr. Giovanni. We just have a good time. Keep your head down. Back in Chicago, I... No, no, I don't want to know. The less I know, the better. You understand? I respect your father. You're here as my guest. Idle hands and all. Things work here, Vincent. We do better than other cities. Kansas City is in Chicago. It is in New York. There is a balance here. I like to think we are the future. Look around. It's about shared responsibility. We work with the law enforcement. We work with the Irish, the Bohemians, and the Negroes, and the Indians. Mind over muscle in Kansas City. That's the way out here, Holiday. I don't need soldiers. I need accountants. Mike! What is it? The ranchers are running cattle down 12th Street. It's a stampede! A what? What did you say, Mike? Cows! Everywhere! Hi, Giovanni! I'm printing a message for you! Yeah! What's the message? She says yelling on the piece of shit on 12th Street! <laughs> oh, yeah? You tell that bitch I'm coming for her. You tell her I'm going to take a piece of iron to her skull. The future is Kansas City. This is Kansas City, 1924. What an excellent start! Please join us next week for episode two of Kansas City 1924. Featured in this week's episode were Victor Rader Wexler as the narrator, Matt Schwader as Vincent Esposito, Scott Cordes as Big Mike, Mark Robbins as Joey Giovanni, Ellen Kirk as Alice, Mike Ott as Police Captain James Sullivan, Jan Rogie as Ma Pritchett, Kyle Dick as Tom, Bree Woods as Rose, and Justin McCoy as George. The episode was directed by Victor Rader Wexler. Sound design and engineering was by John Robertson, and it was written by Forrest Attaway. Kansas City Actors Radio Theater is made possible by support from donors like you. And our program sponsors, which include the Estelle S. and Robert A. Long Ellis Foundation, the Muriel McBrien Kaufman Foundation, the Richard J. Stern Foundation for the Arts, the Miller Nichols Charitable Foundation, Theater League, the Missouri Arts Council, and special thanks to Mark and Valerie Andrus. Of course, our exclusive sponsor for Kansas City 1924 is Tom's Town Distillery. Tom's Town spirits don't just break the rules, they change the game. You can find their vodka, gin, and bourbon at your local liquor store. Tom's Town, the people are thirsty. I'm Cinnamon Schultz, and please stay healthy and stay tuned.